And now, Ben Devo, the voice and Mayus. Welcome back to the BDSM show. That's Billy and Devo talk sports and manliness. As usual, I'm Billy. I'm Devo. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for coming by. Hey, and welcome, Costa Rica. Yeah. Listen to the last couple episodes. So that's cool. Good for you, K. Pasa. They speak Spanish there, right? Yes. Okay. That is correct. Sound like racist or Did you know Costa Rica is not in South America? Central, right? Yes, it's at like the very bottom of Kevin, Central America. AKA Black Jesus has been there before. They go on like he went on like a vacation. Uh huh. And he said, Your dollar goes a really long way down there. You could buy a lot of cocaine with a dollar, is what he's saying. What he's saying is like for like hundred fifty US dollars a night you can rent a mansion. Nice. Like on a mountaintop that overlooks like the Pacific Ocean or something. Nice. Because it has both oceans. Or oh, they have the Gulf on one side and then uh, Pacific. Was it Gulf right down there? Is it still considered the Gulf of Mexico? That's a good question. That's I think that's like, it might be borderline I'm Atlantic down. Ocean. I heard, the, I heard the fishing down there was also insane. Sure, I could see that. We should do that one of these days. We should take like a vacation, a grown-up vacation. I don't want to take my kids out of the country yet. Right. So does that does that hundred and fifty dollars does that include the security to guard that mansion? I think it when does. The drug cartels come. Like, I think you get like an armed detail and like a driver and like nice a maid. I don't know. He said you basically live like Pablo Escobar. <laughs> but awesome. But not fantastic. Me llamo Pablo Chacon. Do you ever see that? We are the Millers. Yes. That movie cracks me up yes in the jennifer aniston scene you know what i'm talking about <laughs> oh boy all of her scenes right <laughs> ed helms is funny he's like i'm what is his name gerschlinger or something like that he's like oh that yeah really get you very far in mexico yep um sorry we're a day late uh it was my fault I had a little mm-hmm. trouble getting the boy to sleep, and then I fell asleep, and then whatever. See you later. Um, tonight, uh, we're a little bit late, later than normal, I think, but uh, Billy had to book his fast passes for next month. For the day that just opened, we had to make sure we got specific three rides. And you didn't even get one of the ones you wanted. Yeah, well, I got it. It's just at 8 o'clock. You're going to end up changing it. I might. We might just go in there and do it first. We went as a uh, as a clan. The eight of us went to Epcot this weekend. Last yes. weekend, um, had a great time. Yeah, it was fun. Billy's test track car beat my test track car. Yes, my son thought I was literally trying to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the best part about the test track experience. He flipped the fuck out. He had he had full on <laughs> meltdown. He did. It was the most bizarre thing ever. I was like, wait, because I, I picked, it was like, we're running out of time, right? And we're like kind of customizing the look of the truck. Right. And I was like, uh, fuck it, black. And he's like, no, not black. <laughs> it was like, three, two, one, submit, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And he's like, we're going to die. I don't want to die. 
Nice. And I'm like, what are you doing right yeah. now? I'm That's like, funny. If you don't stop, I am totally serious. I'm going to go home. <laughs> and then, like, we get, like, maybe three seconds into the ride, and he's like, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Because it was funny. Like, he didn't want to get in your ride. So you're like, fine, you can go in Uncle Billy's car. And yeah, then let's use he Billy's took, truck. Like, two steps, and he goes, I don't want to go in Billy's car. Yeah. <laughs> It was just like holy shit. But then he enjoyed himself. Like he got yeah, the ride. He he's like, yeah, that was fun. I mean, good grief. So um, that was that was the first thing we did, though. So we got that all out of the way. Yeah, we shot straight back there. So the girls only waited, you know, an hour because someone had a potty break in the middle. And then... <laughs> um, we went to we ate in Italy. I wanted to eat in Mexico, but. Since it's like the first country on the tour, it's freaking yeah. slammed, slam packed. And, and who doesn't like Mexican, right? So we didn't want to. We didn't want to stick around Mexico. We went all the way to the back, and Italy's like pretty much in the middle of the the back of the loop there. Yeah, um, I was in love with our server. Yes, like in love. She was pretty dreamy. She was. That's exactly. That's a great way to describe it. Like, because she wasn't like. She wasn't like you know. I don't. I mean, she was hot, but I don't know how to describe like what's no. like the the hottest girl on the planet. You know what I mean? Right. But like, she had like the olive skin and like the dark hair and the accents. And apparently, Disney imports their foreign people. Yes, <laughs> I know that sounds stupid, but I mean, we have plenty of we have plenty of brown people who are Americans that you could hire. But they yeah, hire but like these actual are like Italians, legit Italians. Yeah, I mean, they were speaking Italian to each other. Yes. They're Italians. And I asked her, I was like, what's up? Is this like uh, some kind of exchange program? She's like, yeah, yeah, like a work exchange. I was like, what do they send Americans to Italy to do? They go to the Italian McDonald's. <laughs> right. They you want che- the Big Mac. Uh, they, they have checkers there. I don't know, I don't know what they do. <laughs> right. So um, that was fun. The food was great. I had uh, meatball parmesan. You had the sliders. Yes, the sliders were very good. That Jen gave me one. It was it was good. Um, yeah, it was great. Uh, the kids were good. Yeah, they didn't get annoyed with each other or anything. They, we had a good time there. They never really seemed to. Not it's, even like totally. They did the sleepover. Never got tired of each other. It was great. Yeah, it's pretty incredible that they never really get tired of each other. Maybe it's because they just don't see each other often enough to 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 have like that sibling like a little bit of that sibling annoyance. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ, like, not this guy again. off already. <laughs> Put my toys back, you dick. God damn it, I just finished cleaning that up. I had them arranged in a very specific pile. Yeah, and you came in and you screwed it all up. Now it's in a different pile. You walked in here in broad daylight and you scratched it. <laughs> Did you play my drums? Like <laughs> <laughs> no, so sweaty. No, along fine. And it was adorable to me. Is when we were walking out of Magic Kingdom, we were walking towards, you know, like the the tram and all that stuff. And they both were just like completely dejected. (laughs) They were depressed. Yeah, because they knew like, oh, this is it. And now Billy's going home and Finn's going home and and we're not going to get to spend any more time together. They were like legitimately bummed. And yeah. I was like, oh, hey, guys, you, who is it? Someone asked, raise your hand if you had a good time. And they were both just like, eh. <laughs> That's right. 
So it was like their their whole weekend was ruined because they had to leave each other at the end of the weekend. I just I found that like a funny, but b just like totally adorable. Yep. That they're like they're that good of friends. Like they just don't want to leave each other. That was great. They uh, watched the movies together at their sleepover. They watched uh, Star Wars. Yep. Um, they had a good time. We went to this was the first time I ever did the official park hop. Uh, yes. I, I hadn't done that before. Um, so we did do that. We rode the, the train around, or was it monorail? Yes, the monorail. Yep. We went to um, Disney, the Magic Kingdom, and right. we rode, well, we ate uh, ice cream, and yes. we rode the Pirates, and then we rode Dumbo, and then I was getting the stink eye, so we had to get out. Yes. We wanted to do Buzz, which was kind of a short wait, mm-hmm. all things considered, but... No, I was getting, I was getting like the stink eye. Yeah, time to go. I was getting the stink eye like after pirates. Yeah, and then we had we had each other's stuff in each other's cars. So yeah, we kind of yep. had to leave at the same time. So, um, let's see here. You came with us to look at a house, a potential purchase. Correct. I'm hoping we could make an offer on that thing like tomorrow. Nice. I think the finances are all together. My boy Jeff Hoffman. Uh, if you ever need a mortgage, call him up. Tell him Devo sent you. Right. He'll know who you are. Um, but he's, he's not going to give Devin a cut, so... No, I don't get a cut. <laughs> I mean, he might buy me some beers during football season. I don't know. Sure. Um, But yeah, he got me all squared away. Dude, he, I got my credit all straightened out. He's like, he's like, if you can lift your score like five points, he's like, you can save yourself a bunch of money on interest. I did what he said, and it raised no problem, so... <clears throat> went pretty well. Nice. And the house is pretty cool. It's it's a little on the small side, but it um as it makes up for it in backyard and character. Sure. And the big key is it's like I two blocks away from the neighborhood that's bars on windows and <laughs> dumpy oh, yeah. and Billy's busting my balls the whole time we're on the way there because we did basically <laughs> drive through the projects to yeah. get there. Well, I mean, you get down towards Ebor. That's kind of what you're getting into. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of projects around Ebor, but this specific block and these couple of streets look okay. Yes, um, and it really does go street to street and block to block. You could be a million dollar mansion on one street, and then projects three blocks down. Correct, and then I mean, you're a few blocks away from you know what's considered South Tampa. You know, in the, yep. the pricey Jew neighborhood. I am uh, two and a half miles away from work. Nice. I am less than a mile away from Centro Ebor, which would be like where the movie theater is and like bunches of restaurants and bars and stuff. So Yeah. Some good culture down there. I wouldn't mind staying, living down there. Oh, there's sure. a Cuban bakery around the corner. So that'd be Ooh. kind of fun. Yeah. Um, this is episode 97. It is. 97. Man. That's Eight crazy. 97 of these things. And we got like three weeks. I think we might actually hit 100, like right around the anniversary of the show. That's pretty cool. Because that's coming up too. I think it was May 9th, I want to say was the first episode. Yeah, and you said, we were talking about how many we've missed in the past two years, and you said it would be probably about four. Yeah, three or four. And that would I mean, be perfect because 52 weeks, yeah, if there missed was a four of them. When, uh, yeah, that would put, us right on, put you right on the money. Yeah, there was a couple when Archer was born, and I think there was one or two during football season. 
Yeah. So that that would put us right in the ballpark. Pretty darn cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let's see here. Got anything else for uh, introductory? Uh, Just a couple things. Uh, One, uh, Google Play Music. We posted about this on the show page. Uh, Google Play Music is finally launching their podcast section. So if you have an Android... Um, they are slowly, gradually implementing the updated app to include podcasts. So you can find us on there now and subscribe. And that way, I don't know if you've got different podcasts that are listed in different places, but ours can be found there. And it'll be like the iTunes store. It's always going to be there. And it was funny when they sent us the email saying that, hey, we're on. Yeah, it goes. If you want to use these terms, try to avoid download. Or try to avoid. You know, right. Like it was, yeah. It was like really interesting. Like that they had to actually say that. Yeah, like there's hot words because they, people assume download. Well, then they're just gonna get around to it when they can. Right. You know. But then they're so. like, "Oh, you have to say so you should use the word streaming or you know." <laughs> sure. So absolutely, I get it. Yeah, so that was actually where I was looking through that list because they gave us a link to the show page on the Google Play Music library, and there was 96 items listed, so that's where I became keen to the fact that we were, you know, getting close to 100. So that link is actually live. Uh, If you don't have the updated app yet, you can't necessarily pull it up on your phone unless you do mobile browser. But uh, I did post the link on the Facebook page, so it can be found that way. If you have a Google Play account, I found out that if you don't have a uh, a user account, like Gmail account signed in, uh-huh. it'll actually just bring you to like the generic uh, join Google Play Music or Google or whatever. So, But if you do have, let's say you've got a Gmail account and you've got Google Play associated with it, you click the link and boom. Brings you to our library, 96 episodes deep, uh, soon to be 97. By the time you're listening to this now, it'll be 97. Yeah, that's right, it'll be posted. I totally forgot that's really deep. So, um, I mean, that's cool. And then... Um, I'll have to go the, in and subscribe so it looks good for our numbers. Oh, of course, of course. And then the other thing I had was uh, they announced today, I believe it was today, earlier this morning... That Harriet Tubman is going oh, to replace right. Andrew Jackson on the twenty. That's right. So, so. You're gonna, what? So you're going to be like, hey, I, I, I'll throw in some tubs on that. I got, I got tubs on it. I got tubs on it. Yeah. No, I don't know. That's that's a good question. I just, I'm, I'm waiting for the racist backlash. Oh, because it's a black woman. Because it's it's Harriet Tubman who was you know a big big part of you down know helping slaves get free and yep. and they're taking down Andrew Jackson Stonewall Jackson who's kind of a legend in the South and I just I know there's going to be backlash oh, like yeah, I, I haven't seen it personally because most of my friends I'd like to think actually all of my friends are not like racist in that fashion ultra hillbillies. But I haven't even seen like posts like you know the, where it pops up stuff that your friends have commented on and shit like that. I haven't seen any of that. But I I just I know it's out there. Oh yeah, I you mean know, if people like, are voting for Donald Trump. People are gonna be pissed off that. 
Well, <laughs> yeah, it's I mean that. A ten dollar bill. Look at the stink they made when, you know, the whole getting rid of the Confederate flag thing was sweeping the South. And now you're taking away one of the icons of the South, Andrew Stonewall Jackson, and you're replacing it with a black woman who is one of the key figures in in the the era of slavery. You yeah. know? I kind of wish they would just put, like... Then why put a person on there? Right. You know what I mean? Like, why? Like, why not put, like, a badass eagle or, like, a fucking aircraft carrier? You know what I or mean? Or a monument. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, the Washington Monument could be on one or, like, uh... Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Niagara Falls. You yeah. know? Things like that. Yeah. Why, why not... A screaming yeah, eagle. I wouldn't say necessarily generic, but why not... You know, non. I think uh, an, I think an aircraft carrier should be like on that. one of them, or like a battleship. Sure. Like, why not? Absolutely. I, one of those countries in Africa has an AK forty-seven on their flag. Well, I mean that makes sense. I mean, so probably, why, can't, why can't we have like an aircraft carrier or like a space shuttle? Right. That would be cool. Sure. Sure. A Model I, T. I, I assume it's probably like Somalia or something like that that has the I don't know, uh, Uganda maybe. AK-47. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, that's what I was thinking, like, while this was all going down, like, some cool stars or, like, uh, I don't know, like, I think an eagle would be great. So, um, I'm, I am I don't mind whoever's on it. Who cares? I don't really care sure. cash that much anymore anyway. Well, yeah, I don't know how how many times I've had a 20 in the last year. But it's not something that bugs me. I mean, if if we're going to go with key figures on the bills, I'm okay with that. It's Mozambique. You know, like, it's not... It doesn't offend me. But then I'm not racist. I'm I'm, I'm not one of those type that feels like white men should have preference over everything. (laughs) Right. You know, I think I should have preference over everything, but that's just because I think I'm awesome. Yeah, but you're also a white man. So what does that make you? Well, there you go. But I, it, it's just one of those things, like, it doesn't bother me. I don't yeah. see the problem with it. I think she'll, you know? she'll do fine. Sure. I'm curious what kind of photo they're going to use for it. You know, like, <laughs> right. it, it's just, it's going to seem like weird drawing. now. Yeah. You know, because you're so used to seeing Andrew Jackson. Yep. And 20 is pretty, like... That's like a pretty predominant bill. I would say it's fairly common. You know, like because uh, people get a hundred dollars, they take out five twenties. Yeah, like when you hit the ATM, that's all it spits out is twenties. Yeah, you get a forty, you get forty dollars cash back. You get two twenties. Yep. You get twenty dollars back. You get a twenty. Yep. So, <clears throat> so I would, yeah, I I hope maybe they'll update some more of them and add like an aircraft carrier, or an eagle, or I don't know, a football. Sure. Not a, not a soccer ball. <clears throat> Costa Rica, I'm talking about Americana football. Maybe the NFL logo. Yeah. Uh, but um, so there's that. And then um, last night was the New York primaries where Bernie Sanders' momentum died in a fiery blaze. Yeah, he's not looking so good right now. Yeah, all of a sudden he's not going through the progressive western states. And he lost. What, um... What's going to happen if he doesn't get the nomination? If Bernie doesn't get it? Yeah. Well, if Bernie doesn't get it, I 
Is he going to run independent or is he going to run? No, I don't think he'll run independent. Libertarian or something? No, I think the only threat of independent is if Trump doesn't outright win the nomination before the convention. Well, it's going to be, I, yeah, I think he'll go to the convention and, and lose. Yeah, absolutely. Because, again, it's it's they get to the convention and the Republicans pretty much ignore what people have said <laughs> yep. for the last, you know, however many months, 10 months or whatever it'll be by the time we get there and, and do what they want. And it, I mean, it's almost the same on the on the Democratic side where you have the super delegates and they're free to who, vote for whoever the fuck they want. And yep, doesn't matter what your constituents want; you vote for yeah, whoever has your best interests in mind. Which is stupid. Why? Why would that even exist? Uh, I is have what no I don't idea. get. I think the idea was back in the day that people were too stupid to vote for themselves. Right. And I think that there's still some truth to that. You know, because if you think about, you know, the uh, the asshole holding the sign up, uh, you know, like at the edge of the interstate, his vote counts the same as, you know, the the president of the university. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, his vote counts the same as the president of the United States. Yeah. And, I, you know, that that's there's some beauty in that, and there's also some risk, because there's a lot more assholes holding signs at the bottom of the interstate than there are you know, uh, presidents of the United States. This is true. You know what I mean? So I, I Absolutely. do know that there has to be some, some sort of check, but well, no. I mean the, the check is the general population. I mean, sure. You can say, well, there's more, more of those sign holding lazy bastards, uh, on the side of the interstate than there is presidents of the United States, but there's, there are more hardworking individuals than there are, Bums not working and holding a sign on the interstate. So I think that's your balance. Is it's it's the full country. You know, you're not just going to get one demographic that completely overwhelms the rest, unless it's you know white people. Yeah, right. Unless it's white dudes. But you know the the problem you have there, and that that potential exists with every single election. The problem you have there is there's only. <coughs> <coughs> There's only a certain percentage of people actually voting. You know, it's not... You don't have 100% of the population voting. That's the biggest problem, I think. So. Uh, let's see. Hold on, let me pull my uh, my little thing up here. Oh, I um, I was able to stream the hockey game. Yes. I have never done well. Like the streaming I've done has been like username and password, like you know, log into ESPN or log into sure. ABC, and I've been able to watch my sports that way. Right. Well, uh, Fox has rights to, I guess, the first round. Yes. At least, at least for the Lightning, for the first round. The local affiliates do have like first preference. So if you have a local affiliate, like so, because I live in Tampa. I have to use the whoever the Lightning have decided I should use. Versus yeah. if you live in, like, Omaha, then you can watch... Omaha! Omaha! You can watch uh, NBC, and you grab them all. Right. Right? Like, how nice is that? So, I flip on NBC, because it's supposed to stream on NBC, and I have they have a great sports app. It streams really well. Yeah. Uh, I pull it up, and it's blacked out. I'm like, oh, God damn it. 
So I get online and I start searching. And I'm like, all right, well, let me find uh, who's playing it. Okay, Fox or Sun Sports. Let's check it out. Oh, they don't have an online thing. Okay, let's check out Fox Sports Go. Nope, not on there. Exactly. Let's check That's out. That's the first place I looked. Let's check out Frontier. Let's check out Fios. Let's check out DirecTV, right? Because I know people with all of them. No. Right. No dice. So then I text uh, my co-host here. Yes. Billy. And I was like, Billy, um, I hate all of these providers. This looks like I'm going to miss the uh, hockey game. And Billy's right. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Check this out. So he sends me a link to a specific subreddit, which I will probably shouldn't mention on the uh, podcast here. I would stifle. Um, so I go to this specific um, subreddit and... The very first link there, there's some instructions on how to stream it. So you download this player, the VLC player, which is a pretty standard media player. Yes. Like it play the people like it because it plays everything. Correct. All all in one. But it also has the ability to take a link, you paste a link into it. Yep. And then you can grab a feed. So I ended up getting a feed for a seven twenty P uh C B C like Canadian broadcast company yeah it's basically the canadian nbc right cbc and uh i got to watch the hockey game yesterday on a canadian feed in 720p right were they french canadian no (laughs) But, but i think as interesting as the game was which we'll get into in a few minutes um even as interesting were the canadian commercials so I got like the Tim Hortons commercials. I got the Canadian McDonald's. So their McDonald's logo has a maple leaf right in the middle. Nice. Um, it was funny to see like the Jeep commercial where it's like, oh, this Jeep gets, you know, 25 miles to the gallon. And then underneath it, it would say like, like eight liters to the kilometer or, you know, eight liters to the kilometer or whatever. And yeah. I know that's a terrible conversion, but, you know, like that would be in there. Um, so I thought that was pretty... Interesting. I don't know, not funny, but interesting. Then the Tim yeah. Horton stuff, and then, um, like, almost all of the commercials were, like, based around hockey. They were like... Of course. Yeah, they were like, oh, how are you going to get your kid to the, uh, you know, to the rink this week? And then, oh, you could probably drive our Subaru. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, I think some of that, too, is it's it's commercials for a Canadian hockey broadcast. Right. Well, that's what I was saying. Is, that's what I'm... Is but... That, the other side of that too is it's Canada, so like that's their national sport. So <laughs> right. everything's hockey up there, right? I thought that was funny though that that's what that was the deal. Like, oh, is your uh, lips are chapped, and they show the kid at the hockey, you know, on the pond or something like that. And like, oh, check out this beeswax, you know, right? Bomb. <laughs> yeah. See, when I've watched, because I've watched a couple games on NBC Sports um, down the stretch and, of the regular season. In the commercials, it's like the same three commercials every break, over and over again. And the only one that was hockey-based was the Labatt Blue commercial. I think it was Labatt Blue. Or it might have been Molson. I don't remember which. But it was a bunch of bears playing hockey. That was the only commercial that I could tell from listening to it, because I had it on in the background at work, uh, was the only commercial that had anything to do with hockey. And the rest were just like annoying commercials. For something I was not in, in any way interested in. And I was just like, for fuck's sake, NBC Sports, you couldn't get anybody else to advertise on your web stream? That's it? Three people? 
Yeah, or it'll say your, you know, uh, your your show will continue in a moment. Yeah, like ESPN does after they play the same three commercials. <laughs> yep. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So I've I've used that particular subreddit a few times for the NHL, um, and there were a few times for Major League Baseball that I checked it out, and. There are a lot of streams on the web that you can find in a lot of places, yeah. and they're almost always like unstable. They go down. They give you like eight links because if one goes down, you need a backup, and it's like a completely different language broadcast yeah. and stuff like that. And, and there's bullshit ads flashing up in the <clears throat> corners and stupid chat right. down the side of it. And these streams, I didn't get any of the VLC streams when I was using them, but they were still they were phenomenal quality streams. And like even even with my knockdown, you know, internet, my dial-up, fifty six k internet, they were crystal clear. And then the only the only catch was there was a chat window, and you close that, and it's not in the way. But when you use the VLC, you don't even have to worry about that. Yeah, dude. Well, I first fired it up, and it was tiny and grainy, and I was like, "Well, this can't be right." So I go back and I keep reading the paragraph, and it's like, "Okay, well, if it's tiny and grainy." Switch out this part of the link and type in this, and then submit it, and then and bang. that was like the quality part of yeah. the link. And it was like, make sure that your internet connection can handle 720p. And I was like, right, I got 100 megabytes. I can do whatever I want. Done. So I hit it, and it was just like, boom, full screen on the laptop. I was like, man, that looks good. Yeah. See, so I joined Reddit late in the game. Um, I want to say I joined it back in like January. It may have been before that, but I didn't really do anything on there. Uh-huh. I just kind of had an account. But um, I discovered the the stream, the particular stream subreddit uh, during hockey season. February or March, I think, was the first time I spotted it. Now I'm kind of anxious for football season. Yeah, dude, I'm never going to miss another sporting event for not having cable. Exactly. Like, oh, you know, if we're out in public somewhere and I have to miss it, that's that. But if I'm home and I can be on my laptop and watching it. I no chance I miss it. Yeah. So, God bless the internet, right? I'm pretty impressed. I and I'm super excited that I won't have to miss any more games. Yeah, because I should well, be able it, to find something. And I think after this round, they all go to NBC, NBC Sports, uh, maybe USA. Right, but at least I know where to find them, and I know how to stream. So that's yeah, pretty darn cool. Absolutely. Um, oh, and I wanted to get into hockey after that. All right, let's lead right in. I um, was showing Finn the uh, the stream. Yeah. And I told him that the, the red guys were the bad guys. That's funny because we watch it at home and I tell Bob that the blue and white guys are the bad guys. But what are you going to tell him next week? That the blue and white guys are the good guys. <laughs> nice. He gets it's funny because he he gets really confused when I when I throw him at this throw the stuff at him because the only one that he gets bar none is USF. The Bulls are the good guys because the logo is readily apparent all over everything, and he knows what the Bulls look like by all you know five of their different helmets and the different uniform combinations. He knows the Bulls, and for fuck's sake, I'm extremely proud of that. But right before the Syracuse game, we were watching the Yankees and Astros play in a, a playing game to get in the playoffs, the wild card game or whatever. And the Astros were wearing orange. 
So I told him, like, but we're rooting for the orange team because the other team is stinky. And so that's that's what he's going on. The Yankees are stinky, and we want the orange team to win. So when when we came to the to the Syracuse game, USF Syracuse game, it was obviously a whiteout for USF. So Syracuse was wearing orange, and he goes, "Daddy, do we want to root for? Do we want the orange ones to win?" And I'm like, "No, I'm like they're they suck. They're stinky. We want the Bulls to win." And so, like, the Bulls are the one that he gets. So most of the time I just tell him we want this color team to win, this color team to win, yada, yada, yada. So, like, I think it was the last game of the season, the Lightning were playing the Canadiens in Montreal. So the Canadians were wearing red uniforms, their red jerseys. Uh-huh. And before I put Ashland in bed, because I was home with the kids by myself, um, before I was going to put Ashland in bed, I put the game on because he said he wanted to watch hockey. So I told him, I'm like, we're rooting for the white team. The red team is stinking. We don't want to root for them. They stink. And so come game one, I put it on the TV, and he goes, Daddy, the red team's stinky. I'm like, no, the red team is not stinky. <laughs> That's the Red Wings. We want the Red Wings to win. And so like Heather was asking like, why he had them confused, and I'm like, last week the Lightning were playing the Canadians, and they had red jerseys on, so they were stinky. So going forward, when the Red Wings are out because they suck, <laughs> we'll root for the Lightning. And I'll tell them, look, we, we're rooting for the, the white and blue team, the ones with the Lightning on their chest. We want them to win. Um, but it's, it's, it's funny with the kids because like, at this point, they can't keep track of all the team names, so you're just throwing colors at them. And then when the next game, the colors are opposite. They're just like, I don't know what the fuck to make of this. <laughs> yep, that's what he's like. He's like, uh, white ones are good guys. I'm like, yeah, in this case, yes. Yeah, and then when they come back home, the other team is wearing white and the Lightning are wearing blue. Yeah, you know, exactly. So be like, Daddy, the white guys are the good guys? No, not like, this time. No, no. <laughs> it's going to flip this time. Um, so It was a good game. Yeah, game, it, game four, I think it was, yeah. Yep, it came down to... The very last, you know, five seconds, three seconds. Yeah, I mean, it came to the Red Wings were making a push. The the game winning goal wasn't even scored until there were like three minutes left. So it was a it was a tight game, like most of the series has been, save for like the end of game two where the, the Lightning got a couple of empty netters. But the whole series has been tight, and that's I mean, we said that at the beginning. Uh, I think the last time we recorded actually was right after game one and it was a three, two game. And we mentioned then that it, it, the series, every game could be like that and it could still end up over and four. And that's kind of what we're looking at now is unless the red wings can get something going, yep. you're looking at a three, two game, the the lightning one game two was five, two, but with a couple minutes left, it was three, two. Uh, game three was a two nothing win for the Red Wings, so it was tight. And then game four was a three two win for the Lightning. So again, we've had a tight series. I think the goal differential now at this point is three in favor of the Lightning plus three through four games, and the game could the series could be over tomorrow night. You know, so that I mean at this point, I said at the beginning of the series. Uh, Aaron had posted, I think it was Aaron, had posted something about 
you know, the Lightning and the Red Wings playing in round one again. And I, I said at, the, at that point, all I want is a good series. Because the Red Wings have sucked ass since, like, the end of January. And the Lightning have been banged up, so I, I would like to see them still play well as they heal. Um, so either way the series goes, I didn't expect much out of the Red Wings because they only snuck in on the last day because the Bruins lost. So I can't say I'd be disappointed. I mean, obviously, your team being out, you're disappointed. Sure. But I'm not going to be like, fuck, man, this was the year we were going to win it too, and they just <laughs> fell on their face. You know, like, I'm surprised the series has been as tight as it has. And I think that after the brawl in game two, yes, that that really woke up, like, the Tampa fan base. Like, people who weren't hockey fans saw it on Facebook, saw it on Twitter, saw it on... Right. read it saw it on the news you know and they were like oh wait that's my team i should care yes. about this you know and i think that woke sure. some of them up because you know i hear a few more people at work talking about it and you know that kind of thing what and here's the thing about that brawl and i i want to address it because we it, it happened obviously after we recorded last time it, it happened friday night um i i obviously Lightning fans are not happy about the way it went down. But let's take a step back and take off the blue and white goggles for a minute. Because some people seem to think that, like, Abdocator just jumped in the pile and started bludgeoning uh, Blunden. I don't know what the hell his first name is. I quite frankly don't care enough to know. So Brad Richards is propped up in front of the net. A pass comes across the crease. Andre Schuster, Schuster is has a stick pinned, so he's frustrated. He turns around and he hacks Schuster's stick out of his hands, or like snaps the stick in half. Gets called for a penalty because that's slashing, and he goes to get in Schuster's face. The play, meanwhile, has gone up ice, has started to anyway. So. If the rest of the team just leaves it at that, you got two guys shoving, pushing each other around. Does it amount to something more? Maybe. Who knows? Brad Richards is not the fighting type. So uh, I think it was uh, Nemestikov or Nesterov, one of those one of those Russian fuckers, uh-huh. comes in. I think it was Nesterov. Came in and jumped on Brad Richards' back. So now you've got a two-on-one. This is where Abdelkader comes in. He comes in to try to pull Nesterov off of Brad Richards' back because he's bear-hugging Brad Richards' face from behind. So Abdelkader comes in and try to pull him off. And Cedric Paquette, a douchebag, and Blunden come in and sandwich Abdelkader. So now you've got a four-on-two situation. Blunden was actually on top of Abdelkader as they went to the ice and pushed his face down into the ice as they went down. Nobody seems to realize this happened first. Abdelkader didn't jump into the dog pile and just start sucker punching people. Okay? He was sandwiched. He was on the bottom when they went down. Somehow worked his way on top of Blunden and then started throwing fists. And if you want to talk about the blood spilling, Blunden said after the game it was his visor that cut his lip, not Abdelkader's fists. And if you look back at the video from different angles, it makes sense because he's probably hitting his helmet a lot more so than just his face. 
But let's stop. Then people were like, oh, he came in looking for a fight. No, the fuck he didn't. He came in looking to pull a guy off his guy who was hemmed up two on one. And then a scrum ensues. Everybody's going in there looking for a fight. Nobody's coming into the scrum thinking, hmm, maybe I can get an autograph while I'm in here. When a scrum happens after the whistle, everybody's looking for trouble. Everybody. Even Dylan Larkin was trying to get in the middle, which I don't get because he's fucking 19 and he weighs like a buck 50. But this, the, the advocate, listen, if somebody jumped on my back and pushed me face first into the ice, if I get the upper hand, you better fucking believe I'm throwing fists. The only thing I disagreed with was the, the first hammer fist he threw because he did a hammer fist him at one point. But if you jump on my back and I gain the upper hand, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. That's how it goes. That's fucking hockey. And even Blunden said after the game, that's playoff hockey. We're, all th- we're out there. We're being physical. That's yep. part of the game. That's what it is. And it's nothing more. He wasn't saying after the game, oh, I can't wait till I see Abdukater again when we're both on our feet so we can fist fight like men. He said it's playoff hockey and his visor cut him and that's why he had to get stitches. But Lightning fan can't do that, can't see that. The, the friends I see posting on Facebook, oh, he's a bitch for sucker punching. No, he's not. He was jumped from behind and got the upper hand. I'm sorry, as a man... Survival instinct kicks in. If I get the upper hand, that's what happens. Now, uh, what about, let's fast forward to game three. Yes. Why didn't he fight? He had his hand taped. A tiny little piece of tape on his pinky? He had his fingers taped from punching fucking Blunden's helmet. And by the league rules, if he in any way causes any damage to another player by hitting with a taped hand... He can get suspended. It's a match penalty, which comes with an automatic one-game suspension. Duh. That's why he's showing his hand to the ref, saying it's taped. It's taped because he can't swing. And despite what all the Lightning fans seem to think that Abdicator's chicken shit. Those are the Lightning players, too, by the way. Um, Boyle... The overwhelming theory on the internet, not just from Red Wings fans, but I've also seen from Lightning fans too, is that Boyle knew his hand was taped. And that's why he challenged him to a fight that he knew he oh, wouldn't take. Oh, like a double reverse uh, end around. Yeah. So he, he calls him out and says, fight me. And then when Abdicator says, I can't, my hand's taped, I get suspended. Oh, now you're the bitch. Abdicator well, should have gave the, me the old, it, give me one second, unwrap the tape on his finger, and then sure. punch him in the face. It, it, at that point, if you, if you pick a fight that you know the other guy's not going to take, who's the pussy? If you go after the guy, and he sucker punched him a few times, too. He gave him the old face wash. That. He gave him more than a face wash. He gave him a few jabs while Abdicator was showing the ref his hand, first of all. But if you're going sucker punching some dude trying to go to go him into a fight that you know he cannot take, who's the pussy? That doesn't make and listen, Brian Boyle, fighting is not scaring anybody. Go to hockeyfights.com. There's a whole list of fights of him getting his face beat in. That is one dude, I promise you, if Abdicator didn't have his hand taped, which I don't know why he did, it looked fine to me. 
So he didn't if his have coach, to, so he's hiding if, from a fight. Maybe that's why he his, taped it. If his coach didn't tell him before the before the game, knock off the fuckery. We need you on the ice. You tape up your Brian hand. Boyle's probably his girlfriend. Brian Boyle. Doesn't mean guys are going to come try to get you. Tape your hand, baby. Glass jaw Brian Boyle is not someone <laughs> Abdulkader is ducking. I promise you that. Well, and Lightning fans, they've seen their fair share of Lightning lightning players fighting that dude when he was with the Rangers. And they've seen him get his ass kicked while he's with the Lightning. You really fucking think this dude is scared of Brian Boyle? Nobody's scared of Brian Boyle. Are you fucking kidding me? His fighting record in the NHL is something like 3-15-2. And I'm sure the two ties were when they fucking hugged each other to the ice. This dude has made a habit of getting his ass beat. Nobody's scared of that fucking twerp. Are you fucking kidding me? And then the next day when they asked him about the chicken dancing, he danced around it, didn't want to talk about it. He was all fired Because up. he got called out. They talked to the, a couple of the Red Wings players earlier in the day, and Luke Glendening, I think it was, it was either Luke Glendening or Riley Shahan said, this is the playoffs, it's not a dance contest. And then it came out why Abdulkader didn't, couldn't fight. He set up his game. His hand was taped up, and he knew if he took a fight, he was suspended. So now, all of a sudden, Brian Boyle doesn't want to talk about it. He's got nothing to discuss because he looks like a fucking idiot. Because I think everybody knows that he knew that his hand was taped. That's why he's trying to goad him. And while we're talking about bitches, while we're talking about chicken shits, can we talk about Victor Hedman for one goddamn second? What did Victor he's do? He's fucking, it, at the, at, in that same scrum, if you watch, there's a clip of the whole fucking thing happening. He's looking at Brandon Smith, number two for the Red Wings, who he has like four or five inches and probably 30 pounds on. And it looks like he they're they're scrumming along the boards. There's a couple of them scrumming there. And he, he throws like one swing like back up to Brandon Smith. And then you can see him talking to him. And it looks like he's trying to talk him out of fighting. Either tough guy, you don't want none of this, or or, or you know let's just lock calm up down, bro. Yeah. Brandon Smith goes at him. I don't know if he, he couldn't fucking climb over the bench any faster. He was trying like fucking shit to climb up to his teammates until somebody else came and wrapped him up from behind. Then he's ready to throw punches. Are you fucking kidding me? So we're going to talk about Abdulkader, who's got a legitimate reason he can't fight because he could, he could get suspended. But we're not going to talk about Hedman being a chicken shit. And don't give me he's not a fighter. Don't give me that shit. Don't throw a punch if you're not a fighter. You didn't have a problem throwing a punch when he was tied up from behind. Are you fucking kidding me? Also, if I'm Victor Hedman and they send me out there to clean up all the shit, I'm throwing all the Red Wing stuff into the crowd. Well, the crowd would love it. Yeah, there. I'm doing it. Or I'm going to throw it all down the, like, the side corner and be like, all your shit's over there. Go get it. And I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I like Victor Hedman. Okay? Isn't that something? I don't hate the Lightning. Obviously, I like the Red Wings first. But the the... The hypocrisies have to stop. I mean, it's fucking retarded. And especially, I'm listening to the Tampa broadcasters, and they got pissed because Jonathan Erickson dumped uh, Alex Kalorn behind the net after the whistle when he he was giving the goalie a drive-by. 
And they're crying that that should be a penalty. They didn't have a problem in game one when Alice Kalorn was dumping Dylan Larkin into his own net after the whistle. That was not a problem, but now the Detroit players are goons. Jonathan Erickson is a goon. I can I promise you from watching him since it came up, Jonathan Erickson, there's one thing he's not, it's a goon. He's like 6'5", 240 pounds of softy. Like Red Wings fans wish he would be more goony. But he's not. I, I how it's come out that Detroit players are somehow goons when they've been the probably the softest team in the league or close to it for like a decade. I don't I don't get where that comes from. Detroit players are goons. Are you fucking kidding me? And then Steve Dumig is calling uh, calling Detroit fans classless chicken spit because he he feels the need to swear but he can't swear because he's on fucking radio. So he thinks saying chicken spit is somehow degrading like chicken shit. I think it makes him sound like a fucking idiot personally. But uh, one of the fans threw a beer at Brian Boyle when he was dancing with Abdicator, which is fucking stupid. You know, yeah. like most people in like every, every, because I'm on the, the Red Wings subreddit. Every single person that posted on there said this guy was a fuckwit. And, and why are you doing this shit? Nobody condones in any way this this dumbass throwing beer at somebody on the ice. Also, and the guy probably got arrested. Those are so fifteen dollars beers. Yeah, <laughs> and then you got Steve Dumick getting on his fucking high horse and and uh, refusing to talk to the Detroit uh, sports radio station, their host, because he was talking shit about Detroit and and uh, the players and the fans and the whole organization is classless and all this shit, but he wouldn't actually, he wouldn't debate with the Detroit sportscasters, their radio team, because Steve Dumick's stick is to say something inflammatory, get all the lower intelligence people to call in so he can insult them and berate them because he feels smarter than them. Yep. But when someone calls up with good points... Yeah, someone who knows how to handle he, themselves... He cuts him off and hangs up. Can you hear me, Mad Dog? And listen, Steve Dumig is the last fucking person to get on a moral high horse over anything. Yeah. You want to get a quick hang up? Go ahead and call him and ask him how his DUI went. <laughs> ask him about Joe you can't have You can't have a DUI on your record and then fucking get on some moral, some moral platform. And talk about somebody else's class, classless or an immoral piece of shit or a goon. If you have a DUI in your record, you're a piece of shit. I mean, you've made some bad decisions. Sure, but you don't get to make a you don't get to take a, a moral stand over anything. You drove drunk. You risked everybody around you's life for however many miles you were driving. You don't get to then say, "Oh, this guy who threw a beer on the ice is a is a complete chicken shit piece of shit." And in, and for Dumig, because he's ha also had like a nationally syndicated NFL show. I mean, he's not like, you know, just some AM guy who only you know works in Tampa. Um, so he's got some money. There's no yeah. there's no reason to drink and drive if you got money. No, none at all. Especially after you've railed against players getting DUIs. Yeah, I mean, and railed against players having 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 flings on the road. And and players doing this or players doing that, and you got the you some on some fucking moral high ground. You lose that when you get a DUI. He's divorced, isn't he? I have no idea. Probably. I listen. 
I was in, in Tampa for six months, if that, before I even stopped giving the guy a chance. I don't understand how the fucking guy is still on radio. I don't understand why people still listen to him. He um, he came on right after uh, Jim Rome. That's how he, uh, I think. He did you know, for a while. Yeah. I think he picked up a lot of, uh, you know. I don't know. Uh, but I don't know how anybody listens to him for more than a week and thinks, <laughs> I'd love to come back and listen to this again on Monday. Yeah, I don't like I don't like him either. He also banned me on Twitter. Well, he's a piece of shit, and God forbid you actually call him out for being a piece of shit. I mean, it's just, need to capitalize on his his old co-host fucking death for however many years. I mean, come on, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of trash. He's white fucking trash. He's proof that you don't have to be poor to be white trash. That's true. Good old Steve, the big dog, Steve Dumig. Can you hear me, Mad Dog? If you ever want to laugh, uh, look up Steve Dumig uh, interviews Joe Paterno. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Yeah, so that's fuck that guy. Um, you want to talk about spring game? Sure. Uh, we went to a spring game. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was um, it was beautiful out. It was. It was a gorgeous day. Really nice day. They were doing a uh, like a block party where like yes. uh, a couple of the roads around uh, around the soccer stadium they closed down. They had some food trucks, some bounce houses, doing a couple yeah. of giveaways. They had a stage and a DJ. Um, they were they had their little uh, equipment, not equipment trailer. What is that? Like apparel trailer? Yeah, the uh, same exact there. shit that was in it last year was also in it this year. Yep. Um, I, in my head, I picture a 10 win season and then I picture that whole road just like shoulder to shoulder with people. Right. With like yeah. All kinds I mean, of vendors and food trucks and think about this year. There's like 4,400 people. I think was the number that mm-hmm. the newspaper had. So, and then, I mean, that's cool. And so, or, you know, then eventually you get on the level of like what you were telling me, like Georgia. Yeah, at like 90-some thousand. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Ohio State you know they, was over 100. They paid Ludacris like $65,000 for a 15-minute set during the spring game. That's – and he's from Atlanta. Like, he should do that yeah. shit for free. He should because I love the, the Bulldogs. Let's do it. Um, There was a Jameis Winston sighting. Yes. He showed up. Uh, he was even wearing a USF shirt, right? He was, yes. And the big hubbub about that was that um, he, one of the JUCO transfers from this last recruiting class actually grew up playing football with Jameis. So he came out. He said the only reason he was wearing the Bulls shirt was to come out and show support for him. For his buddy. For his, yeah, for his good friend he grew up playing that's football a, with. a little community outreach as well, you know, sure. like he's out there. And that's what Taggart said, too. Taggart said, you know, that's the Bay. That's, that's Tampa Bay supporting Tampa Bay. Yep. You know, and that's how it should be to a degree. I agree. You know, the guy, he showed up. You know, I mean, if he's going to go to baseball games or hockey games, why not? You know, like support your local uh, your local team. So I thought that was pretty funny, you know, because one of the uh, girl I know who sounds weird, but I met her on, I think it was Twitter. Right. And then because um, I used to do a lot of the USF like tweeting and, and stuff and I would get retweets and follows. But then I had to get a job and I had to get rid of my Twitter account because, you know, I 
retweeted a few mildly racist things and followed a bunch <laughs> of porn stars. And so of I was course. like, you know what? I'm just going to close this. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, I met her on there and her and Jen became friends. And, you know, we did um, like some sideline stuff for the for USF Twitter for a while. Um, it was really neat. And she was like, I'm pretty sure we just saw James Winston. And I thought, man, I figured for sure there'd be like people following him around. But I guess he made his way over to the sideline. Yeah. And yep, that was it. You know, just like that's how he did it. So Yeah, he got down on the field, so Um the team looked good. For the most part. Uh Quentin Flowers looks like he hasn't missed a beat. So I there was some question. I don't know why. I really don't understand why. We get a shiny new object. The kid that transferred in from UCLA obviously sat out last year, so he's eligible this year. And I just I don't know if it's the backup quarterback is the most popular he person is, on the dude, team mentality. Always. But holy shit, there were people expecting him to come in and take over. Like they thought he was gonna win out in spring and then come <laughs> become the starter and fall. I'm like, you you got this kid, Quentin Flowers, who won the starting job in the spring. Everybody was kind of unsure what was gonna happen in the fall. And he ended up setting records at USF. He had more single season touchdowns passing than Matt Grothy. Then Matt Grothy, Markel Blackwell, Chad Barnhart, any quarterback in school history. He ran for over 1,000 yards. I think it was, I might not have been 1,000. It was, it was at least 900. He set a single-season school rushing record for quarterbacks. He's setting records. And he led us to the highest-scoring offense we've had since, like, 2007. Why, how is some kid transferring from UCLA going to supplant him as a starter? And I said then, I said before that started, before the end, season even ended, people were talking about this. I said, there's no way Quinn Flowers is not the starter on day one, barring catastrophic injury. That's the only way Asante Wooler would take the starting gig. The only way. Yeah, and and now, Woolard is fighting for the backup job. Because a quarter, another quarterback that we had that redshirted last year as a true freshman... Gave him all he could handle in, in the backup competition. And I'm sorry. This is not something. I don't have anything, obviously, against any USF players. I love them all. And I wish they were all the best players in the country. Asante Bullard, I was not impressed with at the spring game. I just don't. I, he won the Elite 11 competition a few years back as a high school recruit. Uh, the Trent Dilfer was huge on him. He was the number one dual threat quarterback in the country. But I don't think that played out on the field. That works in seven on seven when there's no pads. But someone like Matt Floyd, who was a one-time USF starter, and I stress one time, <laughs> is a, it, he's an example of, of a practice warrior. He apparently got it done during practice because that's who Coach Taggart rolled with for his season opener, his first year on the job, and then the lights came on and McNeese State blew us the fuck out. Yeah. And he was benched by halftime. And I think I don't want to sound like I'm I'm insulting the kid, but I I have no reason to believe yet that Woodward is any different. 
He throws, by all, all accounts, he throws a pretty ball. And he didn't look good in the first half of the spring game. We left at halftime, or a little before halftime. Apparently, he threw a deep touchdown pass, and then another deep pass to, to set up a touchdown inside the 10 in the second half. But we need somebody in this offense that can do more than just hit a big play one out of every handful of throws. You have to be able to work the way down the field. And if it's going to be either three and out or a long bomb, take your pick, it's a crapshoot every drive, that just doesn't work. That's not going to beat Florida State. That's not going to beat teams like Houston or Temple or Cincinnati. We have to be able to work the, the offense down the field consistently. If all they have to worry about is the deep ball, that's they're going to sit on that and take that away. I just wasn't that impressed. The kid, Brett Keane, was, was a kid who registered last year as a freshman. He looked damn impressive. He threw one out route that he threw before the receiver even looked, right as he's making his cut, and it hit him in the chest the second he turned his head. That's how on he was. So I would even lean towards him for the backup. But there is no way, not, there's not a single person on the roster that is unseating Quentin Flowers. And that was never more apparent than the spring game. If you thought anybody was going to come in and challenge him, you were dead wrong. And I question why you ever thought that in the first place. He came in and he never missed a beat. Even in a game where all the defensive players had to do was get a hand on the quarterback for a tackle or a sack because it's non-contact, even then... He was as slippery as he was during the season. I had, there were a few times he ran for 8, 9 yards, 10 yards before even getting touched. That's how slippery he is. The O-line breaks down, and he's already gone. He's got that instinct. He's a fighter. He's a competitor. And Marlon Mack and uh, Darius Tice look great, too. They did. I mean, that's, a, that's what kills me about Willard is they basically gave him the entire starting offense. They gave him Rodney Adams and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who he's eligible to play this year. He, he sat out last year as a strength for a year. That kid's going to be amazing. He had Marlon Mack. He had Dearness Johnson. He had four out of the starting five offensive linemen. And he just didn't look good. Meanwhile, he gave Quentin Flowers, Darius Tice, and Trayvon Sands, and uh, A.J. Legree, and Tyree McCants, who McCants will be good. I, there's no doubt about that. So I'm not I'm not saying he's terrible, but he's not Rodney Adams. He's not the starter. Neither is Legree. Legree's going to be a guy that rotates in as a slot or a second receiver. And Quentin Flowers moved these dudes up and down the field. So to think that at any point he was going to be unseated, I don't know where anybody's getting that. I don't know, you could watch anything last year and think, boy, Flowers is just, I can't wait for Woolard. Look at the way he sliced and diced Syracuse in the second half of that game when we exploded. Look at the way when the passing game wasn't really there against SMU. He sliced and diced them on the ground, ran for almost 200 yards. You know, like he dissected Temple, 
who was a defense that held Notre Dame to 17 points. Temple was a great defense this past season. And Notre Dame was on a title run. He made it look easy. Quinn Flowers made it look easy. That's how good he was last year. Why anybody thought that, oh, yep, he's going to get beat out by this transfer kid that spent two years in UCLA and got beat out by a a true freshman there for the starting gig and was going to be third string. That's why he transferred. Yep, he was going to unseat Flowers because he throws a pretty spiral. No, he's from a school people have heard of. That's it. Just it bugs me. <laughs> it bugs me the number of people I saw that thought Willard should start. I think because we need we need a, a more pure passer. Really take this this offense no, to the not, next not level. A, a, no a spread run. Because guess what? Willard may have been mobile. He may have been quote dual threat, but he's not Quentin Flowers. Quentin Flowers is a running back that can throw the ball pretty goddamn well for a running back. That's what Quinn Flowers is. There were times last year where he stopped on a dime and cut back inside and sent three defenders looking silly right past him. Yep. Had him on his back. And he just yeah. slid right under him. Sorry, man. That I, there, There's nobody, unless, God forbid, injuries happen, there's nobody that's taking Quinn Flowers' gig. Nobody. Not And... and Maybe not this year, but possibly next year. He'll be a dark horse uh, G5 Heisman candidate. That'd be great. I legitimately believe that. I think the only thing that would hold him back this year is the fact that Marlon Mack is also going to put up huge numbers. But there's a chance Marlon Mack goes to the pros after this season. So, I mean, Quinn Flowers coming back for his senior year would be the dude. If he better, if he makes his numbers better from last year to this year coming up, he's going to put up stupid numbers, video game numbers. Now, it will be hard because there is video on him now, so coaches can game plan him. Sure. But, uh, yeah, he is very good. Hey, and here's the thing. I mean, you can game plan. You can game plan for a quarterback like that. But teams game plan for Michael Vick yeah, that's when true. he was in college. And that dude at Virginia Tech was unstoppable. Even even in losing the national title game to Florida State, they didn't stop Michael Vick. They just scored more points. So, I mean, you can, I, we can say, yeah, they've got video. They've got video, sure. That doesn't mean you're going to stop him. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's talented enough. He's slippery enough. It, that's the thing. Like, oh, you can game, for, game plan for him. You can get arms on him. Can you bring him down? He's slippery. He gets... The one play he had last year against SMU, he pulled a growthy. That's what I call it anyway. Where growthy had this this tendency to make... You thought, oh, he's going to be sacked. And somehow he pops out of the pocket and either runs for a big game or throws it downfield for a big game. And he... Quentin Flowers has that. He's got that inner growthy, but he's fat. I think he's he's a little bit faster mm-hmm. if we're talking straight line speed. But he's shiftier. Growthy was fast. Growthy ran like a four or five something forty, and Quinton Flowers probably runs right around a four or five forty. But Growthy was like, if he hit a lane, 
and he got his speed going, he got his momentum going forward, you weren't going to catch him. But he wasn't, I'm not going to say he was like stiff as a board, but he wasn't shifty. Like Flowers, he makes one cut and he makes you look stupid. You know, you think you, you've got a bearing on him and he cuts and, eh, well, you're waving high five at him as you go by. Lots of arm tackles, attempted arm yeah. tackles. So I just, I'm excited for the season because Quentin Flowers looks as good as ever. And Taggart himself said there was a lot that they didn't pull out for the spring game. And that's good. You can't. You don't want people, you know, scouts seeing it or whatever. Right. So. So you I just mean, want to see it, the guys that you haven't seen. Sure, you know you want to see them in a game scenario. You want to see your coaches. Exactly. You you want to test your coaches too in game scenarios. Sure. So I mean, and a lot of so, that's probably him also training his coaches. I mean, they, like you said, they've got film. Coaches have film on us now, but there are a lot. Of, there are going to be some new quirks to help you know open up some other stuff. So when they try to shut down certain things, well, <laughs> we don't do that anymore, dickhead. Was uh, was Sean King there? I'm um, pretty sure he I was. I looked for him, but I didn't quite see him. Well, were you looking for slim down Sean King or big as a house Sean King? Oh, is he big as a house now? He's a pretty big dude now. Oh, no, I was he, I was looking for like, you know, oh, he's 1997 not the slim, uh, third yeah, string he's quarterback. Not the, he's not the slim, sleek, 5'10", 190 pounds Sean King anymore. <laughs> so but yeah the quarterbacks for the most part all look pretty good um they really they sound they look and sound like they're taking to sean king's tutelage so i think we're boys for big things next season that's fantastic um i did want to talk about the rays but then they played today and i decided that i don't want to talk about them anymore Oh, why? Was it because they lost? Chris Archer's 0-4. He's been terrible. I don't know what's going on. In the first inning, he had no control. And they noted it like from the first pitch, because obviously I had to watch the Braves broadcast. And uh, they noted right from the first pitch, he was, he, was, uh, he was moving towards the plate too soon. So his upper body was catching up, and it never catches up. And so his pitches were coming in high. And that's exactly it. The first batter walked on four or five pitches. You know, and then they scored, uh-huh. I think, three in the first inning, another two in the, either the second or the third. I think it was the second. Mookie Betts had a two-run bomb. Yep, it was. And, I mean, it was it. Porcello was dealing for the Sox, which is something we haven't seen often. So, I mean, I'll take it. And uh, they did win yesterday, though. They so they're one and one. Yes, with the, with the Sox right now. And that game was again another well pitched game. It was zero zero until I 13th, think the tenth inning. Yeah. So. So yeah, they went long. Um, that's all I got. Yeah, that's uh, that's our show. No non sports this week because sports took us to an hour and ten minutes. Now you said you have a joke <laughs> for me. For the quote. I do. It's a bit of a dad joke. I haven't heard this one yet. Uh, where do you take a sick ship? A sick ship? Yes. Uh, to the dock. To the dock. <laughs> <laughs>
Or someone else once said, to sick bay. Sick bay. No, oh, I like the dog. <laughs> Fantastic, no, right? That's, that's a good dad joke. I'm going to use that. Good puns. The dad puns make the best dad jokes. No, puns are the best. I get an extreme eye roll for my wife when I use them. Whatever. Which is totally worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Totes. I, if she can, uh, if she can appreciate the the true worth of a good pun, then yeah, I there's no helping her. Sorry. And that's all we got for you guys. That is. Thanks for um, thanks for tuning in. I'd say that's a good show. Ninety-seven in the can. Yeah, one hundred coming up in a few weeks. Maybe we'll do something crazy. Maybe we'll live broadcast from a strip club or something. Who knows? Maybe. That'd be great, actually. Right? We don't even need Wi-Fi we'll have, if we're together. Sure, we'll have Destiny on the show. And Peaches. Sunny. Chast. <laughs> wait, Alexis. Chastity. Mercedes. <laughs> right. She'll be there. Maybe Camry will be there. Sure. Maybe Elantra. Maybe <laughs> William. Wait. Whoa. What are you trying to say? Nothing. Okay, good. Um, so thanks for listening. Come back. Alrighty, guys. Come back again next week. We will. See you next week. Bye.